the shed. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> if y'all, if y'all could see Gotta this. Get ready. <laughs> Is it hot in there? It's not bad. It's not bad. <laughs> Serial killer. Yeah, I've been. Why do you have a lamp in your shed? Trapped in the basement. Uh, because we're not using it right now. He has like a floor lamp in his shed. Oh man, he looks like you York a- Stalker. <laughs> Just moments before. Yeah. <laughs> Adam, how come you have a blank canvas behind you? So what's going on, bro? Why are you isn't that shed? how isn't that isn't that how Bjork's stalker killed himself? He shot himself onto a, the. Oh yeah, I've seen blank that video. Canvas. Oh really? Is that true? I just saw he shot That's himself. Cool. I didn't know about the blank canvas. That is. Yeah, art, he did it on video. And he shot. He shot himself onto a blank canvas. No, I don't think it was. Well, in Adam's case, there's a blank man before us. <laughs> For real though, I'm tired. What's going on? Let's Why are you in the doghouse, bro? You just gotta get use the bathroom and get ready and you know get ready for all house stuff. Um Easter shit. Oh yeah, it's Easter. Happy Easter. Thanks, man. Thanks a lot. I wasn't talking to you, I was talking to the audience. Hey Adam (laughs) Adam, I'm talking to you. Happy Easter, man. You know it's my the, the big one for me. Secular Easter, not religious Easter. I'm really into the bunny and the eggs and all that. Anyway, let's get to the movie. Today's movie is Boogie Nights. Everyone's given one special thing, right? Everyone's blessed with one special thing. I want you to know I plan on being a star. A big, bright, shining star. Eddie Adams from Torrance. Yep. Jack Horner, filmmaker. I make it. Exotic pictures. In 1977, a kid from nowhere made me think about your name. My name, yeah. Something a little pizzazz. Dirk Diggler. Good name. I like your name a lot. Had a dream of getting somewhere. Jack Horner has found something special in newcomer Dirk Diggler. So let me just pop in this 8-track, and you just give a listen and tell what you think, okay? It was a time when disco was king. These are the ones. These are great. Yeah, those are really cool. Are they lizard? No, they're Italian. Do you like my shoes? They're pretty cool. Sex was safe. Woohoo! Pleasure was a business. Cut. Terrific. Nice work. And business was booming. And the award for best newcomer goes to Mr. Dirk Diggler. Wow. Goodbye, 1979. Hello, 1980. Are you ready? But in 1980... Come on, you puppies! The party was over. You are fired! What? You're fired! It's jealousy, it's deceitfulness, it's vindictiveness, but, I mean, God, what can you expect when you're on top? Oh, wait, 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 wait. About this part. New Line Cinema presents... A portrait of two decades in the life of a business, the days of a dreamer, and the nights in between. Boogie Nights. And before you get any further with that, I got I did take an Adderall, and for some reason when I take Adderall, I have to pee a lot in the first like two hours. 
boy. So I might have to boogie myself in and out of the room. And I'm mostly talking to you, Adam. When I do that, you get so distracted whenever I stand up on the screen. Yeah. So if I just get up and leave in the middle of a conversation, I'm I'm just going to pee or maybe poop. That's that's for me to know. Okay. Can't wait to find out. Hey, just so you know, some of our listeners are a little tired of us making fun of you the whole episode. So, yeah, I heard. <laughs> and yeah, uh, they're pissed. They're you're in a dark. Just so you know, you're in a dark shed, surrounded by garbage. I'm making it tough. I'm making it. Garbage bags trolling you guys right now because I know that you were gonna hold, try to hold back. Why is there trash hanging off the wall? Don't worry about that. The Unabomber. <laughs> Why? This is the per. Imagine you can't do it. They don't want you to make fun of me. (laughs) They said they don't like it. Who's they? That one guy. The guy. Um, Hey, but just do it. Just start the show. (laughs) Okay. What do you do in that shed? The show is not about the shed. (laughs) Is that your stabbing cabin? What what does that mean? Is that like a goon room? No, that's where you bang chicks. Yeah, you stab yeah. them. Yeah, I bring them back to my shed. It's like a six yeah, this, fan. This shed is not very boogie night. This is definitely act three of boogie nights situation you, you're living in. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Man, this boogie version. nights is awesome. I don't know how why it took me so long to watch this. Yeah, that's why I wanted to pick it. So all month we're watching LA job movies and like honestly, licorice pizza is probably like there's a lot. I mean, a lot of P.T. Anderson movies would fit under L.A. Jobs. He makes a lot of movies about like hardworking guys like uh, There Will Be Blood, Punch Drunk Love, Licorice Pizza, etc. But like Boogie Nights. I mean, when I found out Ryan hadn't seen it, it was just like you got to you got to see Boogie Nights, Ryan. Yeah, for sure. You have to see this movie. This is the check, movie. To check watch. that off my bucket list. You did it. My boogie list. Do they do that in that movie? They watch Boogie Nights. Jack, Jack Nicholson, and Bucket Morgan Freeman. Yeah. That's, that's cool. all the movie is, is those two. That's the first <laughs> thing on their bucket list. So Just they start, they set it up. He, Nicholson gets cancer. He, he, uh, he's like, I got to write a uh, bucket list. First thing on it, watch Boogie Nights. They sit down and then the rest of Bucket List is just the movie Boogie Nights. That's cool. Kind of mystery science theater style. Mm, but it's just slowly dying. Old man. No, just two and a half hours of boogie nights. Slowly dying, like Adam before me in yeah. his shed. <laughs> I wish I was dead. I believe Adam, you. you look- Adam lives it <laughs> half dead. So Adam lives in the up. locations that I should that I should. Yeah. Because of my lifestyle. Yeah, this should be your apartment, right? <laughs> I should be living in it. Oh. The hardest working one of us with the most responsibility. This is what I'm relegated to in my own life. Yeah. Wow. Just a shed boy. Sick of this shit. Hardest working? <laughs> definitely. <laughs> definitely. <laughs> Most responsibility, yeah. You have a kid, we don't. Matt yeah. has mm-hmm. a kid, we don't. Um, He's got a wife. Hardest working? Who's the hardest working out of us? You? Easily me. Yeah. No, why are you the hardest working? <laughs> Wait, Who, me William or me? Yes. After a few guys. Who's on first? All right. Anyway, let's get back to Boogie Nights because all right, all right. hard working. You want to know who works hard? Dirk Diggler. Nice segue. You know, Mark Wahlberg, 
it's amazing when you watch this movie and you forget like he was one of the most promising young actors of his generation. And after this movie, he basically just checked out and became a muscle dude and hasn't acted since. I mean, that is kind of wild. Never huh? been in a movie. He just about, went for uh, the money. Lone Survivor. He went, for, he went for the money. He went for the, the action. Well, the fighter. I guess he's acting in the fighter. That's a pretty dramatic movie. Um, Father Stew coming out. I haven't seen Friday, Father huh? Stew yet, but it looks really cool. Looks really fun. Um, Boogie Nights. So, which one like, of us is Mark? Is Mark? Is uh, Dirk Diggler? Me. Me. No, Adam's William is defi- William is the colonel. He's the producer that goes to William's, jail. For William's point. a colonel for sure. Adam is definitely he's not Dirk. Adam, you're not Dirk. You're Eddie. Which one's I'm, Eddie? Eddie is Adam's, his, no. His what are you talking name. about? Adam is oh. Adam is Adam's Dirk's a, Adam's dad. A, he's Adam's Dirk Diggler's dad. Asking people if they want to see. He's his the lead. crying guy on the on the bed oh, yeah, as the camera the... pushes in while the mom is yelling at the son. Oh my god! Adam's kid is Dirk Diggler. Yeah, my kids. Have y'all ever been yelled at your mom by like that? Have y'all yeah. ever been yelled at by your mom like that? Oh yeah, yes. same. Yeah, I have. Have you? Has that ever happened to you when you're 31 years old living in their basement during a <laughs> global <laughs> pandemic? I can't say that it has, honestly. Oh, but same. that's cool. With man. your posters on the wall, if you're all your favorite comedians, your Paula Poundstone poster, and your fucking <laughs> yeah, she rips it down. Robin Williams, all your like 1988 <laughs> you're fucking stupid you're comedy stupid. relief posters. She could- she didn't see how special you were with your giant dick, Ryan. Everybody's got one special thing. Mine is those posters, and you just rip them down. <laughs> the thing that about Boogie Nights is that, like, I'm just assuming everybody has seen it, so yeah. we can just go completely out of order because I if you haven't so. seen this movie, watch it. Don't listen to us. Just watch the fucking movie. And if you haven't seen it in a while, put it on and listen to us at the same time. I would love to see a remake of Boogie Nights, but about Goatsy. Instead of having a big dick, he has a big asshole. Yeah, that's nice. And he and people ask him to show it to him and stuff. Yeah, and he like pulls it out of parties. He's like working as a as a dishwasher. And everybody like just their Goatee? jaws are what? dropped and being like, "This is the, the graffiti guy. artist." Yeah, Goatsy, the graffiti artist. <laughs> just Google Goatsy. I know who Goatsy is, but for for literally for the first second, I thought you were talking about Banksy. Yeah, that was funny. Yeah, so Adam is Dirk's dad. No, No, I'm I'm like Dirk. No, he's William H. Macy. He's William H. Oh, yeah, he's William H. Macy. (laughs) Yeah. No, for real, though, I'm Dirk. Like, you know, people ask me to whip out my my huge thing at parties, but it's my huge thing. But it's your balls. balls. It's just a jug of piss. People ask me to whip out my. Hey, Adam, why don't you whip out your huge thing? What? What do you pull out? Your balls? My balls. Just That's one ball? That was the <laughs> one is just way larger. <laughs> just one is way larger than the other? Yeah, my ball. Just pop it through the, the fly in my pants. I know which and character I relate like, oh to. Uh, yeah, the colonel. We already said that. No, not the colonel. I mean, it's definitely the colonel. More obscure it's character. definitely the colonel. No, okay. there's a character I really like in this movie. There's the most underrated character in Boogie Nights. He has two scenes oh, and he steals both about. of them. It's the guy. It's Roller Girl's classmate. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. This yeah. guy's awesome. That is 
your combo of him and the child porn guy. You're you're definitely you're definitely the well we can call him the child porn colonel yeah you're so William's definitely the child porn colonel you're the colonel and, of child uh, porn is your type but but he wants to be the school bully I honestly school relate more to be. Floyd Gondoli than the colonel which one was I like, Floyd I like simple pleasures butter in my ass and lollipops in my mouth oh that scene so yeah. do you see the guy in the do you see the guy in the background the colonel breaking character. In yes, he's scene. laughing. He's, he's dying of laughter. He's dying oh, of laughter oh, so cool. hard that. in that scene. Cause the, the foreground is so good. It, yeah, it's so I perfect. Like simple pleasures. Butter in my ass and lollipops in my mouth. <laughs> I like cinema. And then he just starts, you can see him like trying to cover his face up. God damn it. So this movie's actually a remake of a movie the, the director made in high school. So he was 26 years old when he made this. The original version he made when he was like 15 or 16. It's on YouTube. It's called The Dirk Diggler Story. You can watch it. And the actor who plays the Colonel, Robert Ridgely, he originally played the director, Jack Horner. Nice. Mm-hmm. And um, the guy in the stereo store that so Don Cheadle... Got a promotion. Yeah, Don Cheadle um, tries to sell the stereo to, who's like kind of confused when he hears the country music that guy played Dirk Diggler in the original that's his little Damn. cameo that's how, nice how pissed would you be though yeah but um I mean <laughs> like, it's like, look he's not a real actor or anything he's yeah. just like his buddy so like the thing is the original Dirk Diggler story was a mockumentary it was basically spinal tap for porn well it's that and- one part of the movie where you see a lot of like the action mo- porn movie porn thing that they're making and like like the part where Julianne Moore is her documentary, her documentary. yes 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 yeah. and it's inspired by a documentary called Exhausted which was made by an actual porn star about the porn the other the male porn star John Holmes Dirk Diggler is essentially based on John Holmes but the other thing is a lot of the movie um in terms of character work and in, in terms of comedy actually functions like a mockumentary that scene where don Cheadle and john c Riley are hanging out and john c john c Riley does the magic trick and don Cheadle's yeah. like aren't you scared of messing with those evil forces he's like what yeah. evil forces no it's an illusion he's like yeah yeah it's confusing like that would fit exactly in spinal tap yeah and, and like all those little character moments and it's like oh that makes t- sense now yeah And when you think about it, all the comedy in the movie comes from the characters. And it's like he made a cinematic mockumentary. And it's like, it just works so so fucking well. And it's so funny. And also, like, he's only 26 when he made this movie. And that kind of immaturity actually helps the movie and makes it more authentic. Because if an older guy had made this movie, he probably would have had like, oh, maybe Dirk should have a kid at the end. Or maybe like, yeah, yeah, you know, like this there should be some sort of heart to heart with Dirk and his parents, you know, but like, Nope, you just don't see him again. This really is like a, a perfect story of a guy from 18 to 26. I'm assuming Dirk is like 26 by the end of this movie, you know? Mm. And it's like, yeah. Cause yeah, they end up in 83. The movie pretty much is wraps up around 83, 84. Yeah. Like mid eighties. I mean, it's, it's a little- like a five year. It's like a five year span. Probably. And, his, and his some of the music is an inch bigger every, to... every year. That would be cool. Every, every penis grew every like year. That. 
Yeah, but yeah. then what's like the perfect year? You know. Well, how big? Because then it eventually, start? it's eventually because it's going to be well, n- at nothing. Like so that part of Benjamin like Button. Like a Kindle. Yeah, it's yeah. like a ben- Benjamin Button situation where Brad Pitt. But, is so Brad every Pitt year, every year CGI. your wiener grows, just like your ears and your nose. Though it doesn't stop growing, while the rest of your Adam, body starts you shrinking. Benjamin Button reverse. No, I was it's, saying it's you know that part of Benjamin Button where it's Brad Pitt's not using Adam's penis CGI. is like a reverse, but or is like Benjamin Button. <laughs> it, it shrinks every year. It just turns into a. Uh, That's not it's Benjamin. Gonna be, it's, gonna, it's gonna be a little. It de ages every year, so it's gonna get like be a little baby Younger. by the time he's like. This <laughs> little That's baby. Cool. What one little baby ball is still way That'd bigger cool. than the other one. That's a baby. He had just long droopy balls that were uneven. Yeah. Yeah, it's just the shaft that <laughs> with like gray pubes. A little baby dick with a ninety-year-old man's balls. Yeah. Think about it. Next time you're changing your baby's diaper, that'd be cool. They oh, really deal man. with his cock in that movie. They should have. That's the oh, nice I'm thing so... about Boogie Nights is that we know he has a great big cock, as said by the Colonel. Yes, and every time people see it, there's just like uh, people taking off their glasses, like Jesus Christ. Yeah, like, I'm grand, so glad. I'm so glad thing. they show it at the end too. I think the movie would Gotta not show. have worked. Yeah, if they wouldn't have showed it. Um, right? Was that a prosthetic too? No, that was a real thing. That was a prosthetic. That's what old penises look like, right? It's not. I mean, that's like not massive. Look at this that's improv. Average? By that's Adam. average. That's what all. That's what all penises look like. What do you got a bunch of them in that trash bag? Giant- you in your <laughs> Just every penis Adam sees. I mean, yeah, if I was gay and I was looking at penises, they'd be the huge, great ones. Okay. Yeah. It wouldn't be some like guy's tiny dick. It wouldn't be gay for a guy's tiny dick. So I will say Adam is kind of like Dirk Diggler in the sense that he's a victim, right? The whole movie. Oh. I feel bad Dirk for not Dirk a victim. the whole time. Dirk whole, is not a victim. A- you he's saw just how stupid. his mama treated it. His mom kicked him out of the house at 17. That's true. He's young. That's kind of what it's like being young, you know? Getting kicked out of the house. That didn't happen to Adam. Adam's parents gave him money and funded his first three films. Well, he, yeah, that's true. He's yeah, like Lena Dunham. Adam that's is true. like a rich kid. Yeah. And they were like, and they that's were true. like, growing up in the like, Florida. Adam, are you sure you don't want to get into pornographies? Yeah. Yeah, I'm like I rich kid. I just want to remind the audience that William is the actual rich kid on the podcast whenever he likes to bring this stuff up. I'm not. He's yes, you are. You're the yeah, freaking He's the one that grew up rich. That's why he's I the didn't grow up rich. Podcast. My dad was yeah. a homeless drug addict. That's and why Adam you got all the my money. dad is rich. That sounds like a pretty dope Adam's life parents to me. Your dad went to jail. Film. You're, no, they didn't. Your dad yes. went to jail, right? Did yeah, he's been arrested. Yeah, he went to jail for child porn too, right? No, no, he didn't get caught for that. <laughs> no, no. Oh, nice. he, no, no, yeah. he's still active. He's still active. Oh, kidding? Yeah. You don't go to jail for that. Well, when you were a kid, you made your own child porn, William. So maybe that maybe they couldn't get him on. Yeah, it starred you. I made a little film. Oh, no, it starred you with Adam's old dick. And, <laughs> and I uh, baby balls. <laughs> had old, I mean, how could I resist? You, you made I, your was own a, child I made my porn. I made my own child porn about Adam. About his big William. old man child, his big old man baby dick. Called Boogie yeah, sure. That's true. And his goatsy ass. Well, okay. What would your porn name be? 
They had some I, good names. What what was the other one? Dirk Diggler, Reed Rothschild, Johnny Doe. That's based Johnny on Doe, and then no, um, John C. Riley's and Chuck, he's Reed Rothschild. Chess Rockwell, Chess Rockwell. That shit is so good. Well, it said Reed Rothschild as Chess Rockwell. Yeah, yeah, and then Brock, that guy, Bro- Dirk Diggler as Brock Landers. Brock Landers. That's who I am. John C. Holmes made a real series of films like this where he's like a shitty James Bond type, but um, you know, these movies are John Holmes is supposed to be this guy. I forget what his character was called, but uh but this movie, there's a lot of John Holmes shit in this movie, you're saying? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. John Holmes is also kind of weird looking and um Well, Ron Jeremy. Yeah, but John Holmes is like really tall, really skinny, really gaunt. He's on tons of drugs. Just kind of like a sad face. These are porn stars? Yeah. John, I mean, uh, Ron Jeremy in the 70s is kind of like lovable. He's kind of like a goofball. They called him the hedgehog, you know? Um, (laughs) But he... He he, 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 Hold up, hold up. He just rolls into a room butt naked, like like Sonic Sonic. the Hedgehog. He just rolls in butt-ass naked, stands up, cock flailing. He didn't seem that creepy until like the 80s, and then he just turned to like creepy dead inside ron jeremy and that's 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 like the one thing this this movie kind of doesn't touch on is how horrible these people's lives are i mean like they make it seem like yeah there's like with ron jeremy once really Mm -hmm. guess where comedy store the rainbow Mm, bar rainbow he he's there rainbow room rainbow room is that the the metal one yeah yeah he was there all the time and he did shots and it was it felt very sad tourist place he yes. likes to hit all and the tourist place on like, yeah, sex. Yeah. And everybody hit everybody was like trying to get pictures and stuff. It was sad though. Well, yeah, because Doing then he, a like, shot came with to him. the well, he came to the back. I was in like the back. There's like a weird back upstairs room. There's like five bars there, right? And there was like a back one that nobody was at. And it was me and my girlfriend. And we were there because it was quiet. Nobody was there. And he comes in. And we already knew he was there because we saw him. And he comes in and then we were already doing shots. And he got he ordered a shot and we all did shots and just kind of did a head nod. And it just felt it was like. He didn't say anything dick. you're saying? Well, I, I tried to offer him. No, we didn't say anything. Hey, I go, you. I go, I go, hey, what do you want? Five dollars, five or ten. And he goes, what? And I go, five dollars. I'll show you ten dollars. I'll jerk it off in front of you. <laughs> and he goes, you got something, kid. Yeah, you should have pulled out your average dick and been like, "What do you think of this?" Well, he made me jerk off in the back alley, and then you talk about that scene star in the beginning of Boogie Night. So this is something I was thinking about because I've seen this movie like thirty times. So I'm getting real deep on it now. Like, yeah, Dirk Diggler or Eddie Adams or whatever is coming from Torrance to what Reseda? That's what I was going to ask. He's working at this bar, public bus, and then it's like. Why wouldn't he just go to Hollywood? Because Hollywood is halfway there on the. It's like a much shorter trip. I guess it's the best job he can get. Maybe he, uh, he, he knew Jack was there. Yeah, maybe when he, he like was he trying knew to Jack get was there. He already. was like scouting. I know, himself. but he's kind of slow about it, and he's but he's not that like yeah. forward about it with Jack. He's yeah, not. He, yeah. I mean, he's showing his he's selling his dick on the premises, but. 
this is a little geographical LA uh, discussion. Yeah, but, it's kind um, of interesting, honestly. It's like a, almost like a plot hole. I feel like why uh, would why you go to Reseda from porn? Why not? Why just make? Why not just make him in Reseda? Well, that's the whole really point the of the scene, though. Jack uh, Jack Horner's asking him, like, "Why are you taking the bus so far?" Yeah, why so are that, you coming that here? Has to, what does that mean, though? Well, but he he's not. But he's not They're trying to be in high school. So I know he's like interested. He really has... He's interested in the nightlife. But it's like he's not necessarily interested in porn. I mean, but he then when it's a star, but why? Yeah. Rece- why is he coming from Torrance to Reseda? Um, like two they completely they, random, they might've, like might as well, like one or and the just other. for the audience like to understand, nothing is going on in Reseda. No one is hanging out in Reseda, like hanging, going to a nightclub in Reseda in the 70s, though, maybe passing maybe. through LA, like you're passing through Hollywood. West Hollywood, Beverly Hill. You're just skipping all yeah. of that, and you're well, going south. All, and then you're taking the 405, like half an hour, and then you're going west east, and then you're going to Reseda. It's like you're really going out of the way. You're really that, just I, skipping all the good stuff and going right question. to the sport, going right to the question. dump. Maybe that's it, what the porn spot was. It kind of makes no sense, and it triggered and, and like that. I my brain like perked up at that whole like torrents to receipt a thing too but i just kind of didn't and here's okay so here's maybe here's it it. this might be the answer maybe dirk diggler eddie adams because he's 17 is just dumb and doesn't really know what the hell he's he's stupid he's so stupid his mom was absolutely correct when she was yelling at him she's like you're fucking stupid dude you can't even go to school like what you're not gonna amount to anything i'm taking this poster Taking your well, poster. Well, if you notice, right in that scene, she's like drinking like an entire bottle by herself and just chain smoking. So, like, I think they're kind of implying she was like, a dick every in the morning too, though. But just before yes. that, she's just she a, hates her life. She's just a brutal alcoholic, judgmental, evil woman. I and he's better without even, her. Couldn't even imagine. I just don't understand why people would even think about drinking like that and and be mean. And the other thing is. This is also really uh, nitpicky. The house he runs out of looks so much like a valley house. It doesn't look like a Torrance house because it I mean it's possible, but yeah, this whole Torrance thing just maybe that was just where the dude's from, the director, writer. This is a he's from the good, valley. He's from Reseda. Paul Thomas Anderson, I think. If you ever see him, he's a valley. Maybe guy. okay. Maybe it just makes it easier for him to escape his parents when he gets kicked out because that's like a full forty-five minute drive to get to Torrance from L.A. Yeah, Torrance. but you, you can't justify it on story. But anyway, who cares? Let's get to the good stuff because then Dirk ends, up sure, sure. Dirk ends up at Jack's house. Now, Jack house, Jack's house is not even in L.A. That's shot in like Santa Barbara or some sh- or like Riverside oh, or some okay. shit. But like it is such an awesome 70s house with the pool and the yeah. fireplace. I mean, it is done up beautifully. And this guy, you know, it's Another thing I really keyed in on this time watching it is like how in the first scene, William H. Macy's like, hey, we got to talk about the new shoot. And then Jack's like, minimal. We want it minimal because he's trying to save money. And then when he's talking to Dirk and pitching him on like filmmaking, he's like, you might have like 15, 20 guys just adjusting lights. Yeah. Looking at the photography, the film. And it's like, dude, Jack, you don't give a shit at all about the lighting or anything like your movies are fucking terrible. Like 
we talk a big game. I'm a film guy. I'm I'm so serious about film. I'm a film yes. maker. Yes. And it's like, no, you're not, bro. <laughs> like, he doesn't even rehearse that first scene with Dirk and Julia yeah. Moore. I mean, I know they're trying to like move the well, story fast, but like, but what Dirk does he actually like, do that is maybe it's because like, that's it's like, actual filmmaking craft. Like he there's in that scene with Julian Moore, that first porn scene, there's like three lights that are like one, two, three right behind the camera. Yeah. No one's rehearsing. He switch. He, he switches it from Becky Barnett to uh, Amber waves, like on the fly. He's like, no, I want Dirk to fuck. Like, yeah. I guess maybe the casting is what he's actually good at. And, being like, no, I want my wife to be the one that Dirk fucks on camera first. Like, yeah, maybe that's all no porn director. He doesn't give any direction the entire movie. Whenever they show him no. directing, but it's everyone else, like, yeah, no, that's fine. That looks maybe, good. Or move over maybe there. That, or let's turn this way. Maybe that plays into uh, the larger thing that this movie does, where it's like treats porn as if it's like this, if it's like a serious art thing and like a treat mark like everybody thinks of themselves or or yeah there's Dirk a whole, and, i'm an actor when he could win and shit. yeah like they think People of themselves as get doing art. yeah you're yeah. right yeah yeah i know they say all that and then they don't actually then there's all these times when they could be doing work or trying things and they're not but that's and the, like maybe that's like the point is like they're they're well, the truth so it's delusion it's a delusion yeah yeah they're del- they're definitely they're delusional but i think really what's going on is that Paul Thomas Anderson is breaking the rules depending on whatever makes the scene better in the moment. He's not really, he doesn't give a shit like about Jack being an actual filmmaker and dealing with all this stuff. He just like, it sounds good when he says it in those scenes, it sounds good. Yeah. You know, it also was kind of, that's also like probably a lot of directors are like that, (laughs) that are just kind of there making money, you know, like, yeah, I'm a director. What do you do? Well, I have like 10 other people do my job for me. So I might be direct- that kind of guy. He might be yeah. like a general and he's got his uh, lieutenants and they're doing all their tasks. Yeah. He like assembles the, t- the, the group. He finds. Yeah. The, he's a scout. People. That's he's his scout. get. That's what his thing is. Yeah. He's I said a scout. Yeah, he's, yeah. Okay. But yeah, I, said it, I said it. I said it. Now like let's talk like, about. Oh, he's a scout. But there is one man who is questioning everything and is neurotic about everything. And that is William H. Macy as little Bill. Now, I love this character yep. because he's like asking the questions. He's on the tasks. He's trying to figure out. He's like the AD, right? So like mm-hmm. being, yeah. And he's being professional, too. He has all this control and he has all this insecurity because when he goes home, his wife is constantly having sex with other dudes. And he's like the what guy. The fuck are you doing? Every, that's his catchphrase in the movie. <laughs> This is like a real, real porn relationship. This is very common. The guy on set marries the girl. And then she has to keep working. And that's where the trouble. Well, she was just fucking. She was just hooking up. Exactly. Yeah. So this is even better. Adam. So that was William. William H. Macy's line. Every time he caught her was what the fuck are you doing? Like he's surprised uh-huh. every single time. Adam, what do you say when it, you every time you catch your wife fucking a, a gang of people in a in a driveway? That doesn't. I don't say anything because it does not happen. <laughs> you should get a catchphrase because I guarantee it happens often. He doesn't so need to say anything. Get... All he needs to do is get down on all fours and start licking away, cleaning up the mess. <laughs> no, like oh, a good boy. Oh God, that's not what I meant by me saying nothing. 
See, that's a lot. That's really Colonel energy, William, that you just brought to the table. <laughs> like a little boy who finishes Frosted Flakes and drinks the milk. That's like Adam. <laughs> yeah. In this case, the Frosted Flakes is his wife getting gang banged on a driveway. Yes. Yeah. yeah, the yeah. Well, she's there. all that's the mess afterwards. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And now it's he's he's, he's on cleanup a, crew. More like chunky sugar milk. It's more like that's personal. Pebbles. That's technical. That's technical. Like, that's technical talk. Cocoa More pebbles. Like cocoa pebbles and frosted flakes. Are you saying throat. she has an ass in her cock? One of the all-time great no, lines. I was saying, so, I was saying it William was H. all Macy, uh, black guys. So William H Macy says, that um, "But that was good. that's they don't leave. They don't have black cum, Adam, or brown cum. Oh, the cum is the milk. I thought. Yeah, that's what I was thinking too. The cum is the milk, right, and the right, flakes right. are the guys. Um, and the spoon is my wife." <laughs> that's what we're all saying just want to make sure we're all clear on the how would you just how would you just cuck yourself <laughs> he's finally been conditioned and then guess who and guess who who takes who puts the spoon in their mouth you it's full Ew. of the milk <laughs> you're not correct right. but it's funnier this way that's right i might not get any analogy right this is how you, this was your college essay. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? Uh, wow. Come I, had trouble. I had trouble with board problems. Dude, that live of William Mitch Macy though says like, my wife, she's got an ass in her cock, you know, flipping yeah. up the cock in her ass. Like now apparently, apparently this wasn't written that way. And William H. Macy said it by accident. And then the next take didn't say it. And then the next take said it again. So he was so who, just fucking it in the lineup. That's the legend. Who knows? It might have been legend. Written. That that seems like a people ask about situation. It. Well, the way he says it too, it just seems like the way everything else has been written. It didn't seem like that was written. So the I other was wondering guy, how much was improv of this too? Do you know? Was it? I have a feeling so John C. Riley. So I think John C. Riley is kind of improv- improvising. There's a lot of like one take scenes, so I feel like that lends itself. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Philip Seymour Hoffman maybe is doing a little bit. Um, I mean, I thought he said I want. There's so many good actors. There's so many good actors in this movie. It's It's like exclusively good actors. I thought Philip Seymour Hoffman said I want to, or I'll suck your dick to Mark Wahlberg in that one scene. What What is that? That's not what happens. He says I want to kiss you on the mouth. Well, he does kiss him on the mouth, and then he, and then he asks if he can do it again. Can I kiss you? What am I thinking about? I don't know, man. Suck your dick. <laughs> I don't. Know. I don't want to know. <laughs> Philip Seymour Hoffman crying and saying, "I'll suck your dick." You're probably thinking about like cereal that. now. Capote. I'm just thinking about cereal. Yeah. Is that in the, is that in the last <laughs> Hunger Games? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was Philip Seymour Hoffman in real Mission life Impossible by Harold. Yeah. Which what in this movie? Damn. No, in real life. To, the, to a great. But anyway, he's I don't I don't know if Philip Seymour Hoffman's character was hit or miss with me. He just he made me Scotty so, J. He, yeah, he made me so like nervous. Well, he was like a naturally uncomfortable so guy because he was a yeah. closeted gay guy. He was not closeted. He's sweet man. He's a nice guy. But it comes out what, in strange ways. I like at the char- end. Was his character su- supposed to be closeted? He yeah, wasn't closeted. Dude. Scotty? Oh, I right away when he's he closeted. In, I was like, 
Oh, he's closet. Remember no, the nobody... Jack Horner's trying to introduce him to a girl and the Colonel are like, Hey, Scotty, look at this girl. Come here, Scotty. Check out this girl. Oh, the nightclub. Yep. 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 He's closeted. It wasn't a, I it wasn't a big thing. Obvious. Now, one thing that's interesting is that they don't really talk about. And this is, uh, not at this time, but in the early seventies, one thing that would happen in a lot of porns is there would be one gay scene. And really, that's like a trick. That's like, it was like a trope. Like, Hey, you know, this no, is you like, got to start. Yeah. You have to start. You got to pay your dues. Trust me. I, I never got past the, gay Oh, scene I get what you're saying. When I, I was you, doing it, some of the readily met movies. When I, I think licorice quartet, you couldn't rise above the gay, the gay porn. Well, no, I just loved it so much. I didn't want it, you know. Sometimes being the host is more fun than being the headliner. And in this case, gangbanging a bunch of dudes on camera. That's great. Why'd you stop? I just get paid to do that. Oh, no, there mostly wasn't cameras either. Mostly it was just spoons. Mostly just spoons and and, empty bowls. There's just a bunch of guys feeding you cereal in the morning. It's confusing. Oh, That'd I thought be a you weird were part so if like five guys ate cereal and then you had to drink all the milk at the bottom. Ew. That'd be a cool. Oh, that's that really cool. Oh, that is something, dude. They all that's eat like something. bowls of cereal, then pour that yeah. into a big bowl. Imagine all of their like leftover milk, and I have to. You drink watch it. like a Japanese porn, and it's like five guys eating cereal, <laughs> and then at the end of the table is like Adam, and he's just like <laughs> drinks all the milk. They're yeah. using the same spoon. I'm like and they're that, like they're slurping it, dude. They're like clinking their teeth on the spoon. It's like censored when they're eating the cereal. Like the, the, <laughs> yeah, the, the yeah, yeah. This, the spoon Blurred in their off. mouth is all blurred out. Mosaic. Uh, I'm like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, be cool. I don't want to. And then, then you, you have to drink it. But you're like an old man, Adam. And then I and drink your, it. Yeah. You have your baby, Benjamin Button, Dick. You got the cultural. Point. It's a cultural difference, right? You just don't understand the, the culture over there. Would you rather? Would you rather do that or eat a um, a burnt hair ketchup sandwich? What drink? Five guys leftover cereal milk. Japanese guys. Five Japanese. Guys. <laughs> okay, like Japanese businessmen. Burnt hair ketchup. Um, that sounds like a good sandwich. Hair ketchup and then burnt toast. Whose hair is it? Uh, it could. My Benjamin Button. That's a good cubes. question. It's just kind of a combination of hairs. Now John C. Riley. It's the, no, the Japanese yeah. men's pubes. We it's the keep Japanese this is not going the, anywhere. So the, John C. Riley. The buddy, the love, the bromance between John C. Riley and fucking Mark Wahlberg. Yeah, John That's C. Riley. It's like he. I mean, this movie made so many people famous. Okay, so it made John C. Riley famous. He's he got cast in everything. Julian Moore was cast in everything. Don Cheadle. Philip Superhoffman was already on his way. William H. Macy was on his way with Fargo, but like Heather Graham, Heather Graham became famous. Fucking uh, Floyd Burt Reynolds. Philip Baker Hall was going to, was popping up and everything. He had been that Seinfeld, but uh, yeah, Burt Reynolds is for a lot of those. No, Seinfeld was his huge break. Everybody except for Becky Barnett. I never really saw her again. Yeah. Who is what else has she been on? That's the one who marries Don Cheadle, right? No, she marries the other guy. That's Malone yeah, Walters. and she just. Oh yeah, I like I like how a lot of the people just they would say the same shit. Like every other scene with her, she just hi I'm Be- hi I'm Becky hi I'm Becky hi, and then people were kind of hearing it or kind of not. 
That is a and weird William like H, William H Macy's saying the same line. It, 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 people got had like tags. All dope. the character yeah. work is well, the so strong. Is good and, but and the writing, yeah, is like that's funny what it is. Too. The character work is so strong, and like the character, the, the comedy is from the characters, and it yeah. makes it age really well. I mean, obviously, he's influenced by Goodfellas because there's like kind of a Goodfellas yeah, yeah. trajectory, you know, and it, like the rise no, and fall. Casino is a big influence with like all the crazy camera moves and the way he uses like video and film. My God, dude, Bye. makes me want to watch some some film porn. Like, I don't think I've ever seen any like, pornography on film shot on film. Yeah. Yeah. Well, in they're, a theater. they're kind of boring and slow. No, Brian's like, saying on a projector, like, like that. Yeah. Like in a, in theater. a dark room and yeah. Yeah. <laughs> sticky feet and like I've a shed it. with Adam. Come to my shed. Look, is it look better? Come to my shed and, and we'll watch old better than what shot on film like porn. video. Cause that's, that was a big like point in this thing is he didn't want to go from film to video. Well, video just looked really shitty. Yeah, at the time. Yeah, that's the thing. You think a video is like now, where it just looks like real life. It looks so good. Well, I say the 90s was the best time for video, and then HD happened, and it all sucks now. Harsh, dude. (laughs) That's crazy. Sorry. Sorry, Hollywood. It's about a guy who's like, I will not make a movie released on DVD. (laughs) Yeah, they just keep going. I will not make a... Boogie Nights Three is a is a virtual I, VR. I will never stream. I will never sell a streaming porn. I release my porn on DVD. I'm a video maker. Hey guys, listen, what about this idea? Listen, I am a DVD maker. I will never do VR Oculus porn. Yeah, DVD, <laughs> yeah, and, Blu- exactly, DVD exactly. and Blu-ray only. They should make a Boogie Nights too. They no. should. No. What if they did like, like a color of money? thing with the hustler where it was like Mark Wahlberg now is the old guy and he's schooling a guy on like having an OnlyFans where he jacks off or something. Like the color yeah, yeah. money, right? Yeah. That'd be cool. And it's uh Mark Wahlberg and then Tom Holland. Yep. It's gotta be. And it's called Uncharted oh, yeah. Two. Boogie yeah. Nights Two. <laughs> Basically the plot of Uncharted. Bo- Boogie Nights Two, Uncharted. Um, now, Uncharted. you were talking about Scorsese, and I feel like they're. I you feel like this is like a just a perfect movie, William. Yeah. It's obviously an amazing movie. I'd say it's pretty perfect, and it was. I, I wouldn't say it's Lynn. perfect. Two, okay. I just said this, this movie goes down so minutes? goddamn easily. It does good. It it's it does good. Um, the pacing. I feel like there is like an issue because last time I saw it, I remember fe- it feeling like it was long. This time it felt short, but like. Um, I think there is a pacing issue, and and I honestly, it happens after Mark Wahlberg gets beat up when he's like trying to uh, turn yeah. tricks again or whatever, and Heather Graham and the uh, fucking bully guy, they that that all happens in the donut store robbery. That's like a big kind of sequence where everything kind of culminates, and then it cuts to the scene Don't where it's all. like. Yeah, yeah, Don Cheadle with the donut shop, but then it cuts to the scene. Then it cuts to the sequence of the Coke deal or whatever. Well, yeah. no, it goes to the final part and it says they, it even gives long, you a title card. Well, says, long way down, one last yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, they're they're like yeah. Oh yeah, that, that by the way, that it, which, one cut to of the '80s title card after William H Macy shoots himself. Yeah, that was great. Um, like two, four seconds before it, the it's clock just like hits such midnight. a boom. Yeah. Uh, so you think the you think the climax with the party and 
selling the drugs. I think is uh I don't know. I feel like it's it seemed like it seemed like a short it seemed like a short side story. And I felt like that's what I was getting into because of that title card, though. Like the title card was like, oh, hey, I by see. the way, here's That's one cool. last little yeah, thing. I and think, I, Adam, you're just tired yeah. and I don't think you understand pacing. Um, I, but but also, well, I so also I that watched, scene was in and you don't know how to art, you don't know how to articulate yourself. So but make I your point the, and just hurry well, up, dude, because we're waiting on you. All right. All right. What's That's your a, point. I, well, I just think that that's uh it's too bad because that other, otherwise the movie is pretty much like what's wrong with it. So you, you never oh, said, uh, well, I think, the, yeah, I think it's a pacing it. issue. And then where it's like, you're kind of not ready. You don't want to get into a new All thing. Right, Adam doesn't know what he's talking about. And he then, like, but he, then I also feel bad. like it's kind of too, too, cool. <laughs> too awesome, too amazing, like, too great. Adam is like the cool, Adam is like your, your brick house that you've built, you know, your, your castle that you built in the, your mind. Dude, that scene, here's movie. why that scene is awesome because it's as short as possible while hitting all the necessary beats. Like, and yeah, you can't, cause he really, that. he that really doesn't make it too well, long. I would say. It really doesn't. It's really not that long. And it's really hard to introduce a character that late in the movie, but they do a good reset. And dude, the firecracker shit. Awesome. Had, like, Cosmo, he's Chinese. That whole, like, you have to keep that scene in. That seemed like a scene, that seemed like something they wrote and filmed, and then at the, when they're editing it, they were like, we could finish the movie with Don Cheadle just walking out with the money and leave it open like that. No, 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 no. Not to finish the movie like that, but like, I don't know, it was just such a big thing. And also so different that it kind of stuck out to me. I was was going to say, I like watched basically the movie up until that point, um, and then during the day and stuff and then i had to stop it and then i watched the rest of it last oh, night oh here we go and then and you then when i wa- rewatched it it was like weird well, yeah, yeah. So okay that's well the you was off. i watched the movie the in, was off. i watched the no, movie in one sitting so i felt the pacing thing i just watched i felt this pacing thing very strong last don't listen to everybody everybody don't be scared william hold on hold on hold on i'm just bored because we we spent 10 minutes on this and you can't articulate yourself in any way i've done it and i've articulated i fully articulated you failed i'll leave it up to the audience you heard my take literally start you did literally start saying there was something wrong with the pacing and then 10 minutes went by and then you were like, I paused the movie, waited 24 hours and rewatched the rest of it. Yeah, and that's we, what was wrong with the only, pacing. Adam. We only got you half an hour it. left on this okay, fucking okay. episode. So, okay. so, this okay, is so the, there's a lot of shit we got to talk about yeah, with the climax. Whoa. Okay. Cosmo, he's Chinese, the firecrackers. Okay. This is yes. a reference to Putney Swope directed by Robert Downey Sr., Robert Downey Jr.'s dad made a movie about a guy who does who's like an ad executive who's black. And uh, there's just one scene where a Chinese businessman has a partner just flipping, throwing firecrackers. And it's like an absurdist film. But in this, but to take that and transport it to this crazy drug dealer, dude, like he just stays up all night, smoke, smoking freebase, listening to his mixtapes and then his Chinese little twink buddy in his underwear is just throwing firecrackers like a foot from his head without just him noticing. It, yeah. And then there's like this giant black dude is like Marcellus Wallace with a fucking gun. <clears throat> Two of them. Yeah. Just like bagging Coke and like a white blazer jacket and two guns strapped. That's that's the coolest fucking Miami Vice type shit. $5,000 in cash. Just ready to go for baking soda. Yeah. 
So this is inspired by the Wonderland murders. Uh, another thing that John Holmes got involved with was like this big like drug deal gone bad with a, where a bunch of people got killed and he survived, but it really ruined his career. He was desperate for money and was doing weird shit. And the reason why Dirk Diggler is doing this in the movie is that if you look closely when he enters the scene in his car, you'll see his car's all fucked up. His Corvette yeah. is wrecked and he needs money to fix his car. Plus they have to pay for those um, amazing mixtapes or not mixtapes. Those song demos they're making. Yeah. Oh, that's He's right. Oh my God, artist. dude, that whole more mockumentary style. That shenanigans. Whole little, yep. That yeah. was, oh my God. These guys have a fi- fucking wild life. Wild five years. This guy had Dirk Diggler. So that's that a song, good pacing part, I would say. By the that way, that song is from the Transformers movie, the animated 1980s oh, nice. that's awesome. Transformers movie. Uh, in the original Dirk Diggler story, the guy's just lip syncing, and it's just the song. He's just playing the straight track from Transformers. Yeah. There's so but, many, and then Mark Wahlberg went on to be in Transformers. They should have threw that tight. in there. That's, that's amazing. weird. That's like that's Matrix serendipity. shit. That's like and uh, the Mandela effect. No, there's just now everybody's just in Marvel movies. So all the there's like every villain was in Don Cheadle is War Machine. Fucking Doctor Otto Octavius was with the little twink. John C. Riley's in the Nova Corps. Have Heather Graham, like Scarlet a, Witch. Is, is this? Are they all popping up? Um, in the new uh, yes. Doctor Strange movie. If they come back to Boogie Nights crew. That would be tight. I haven't seen the new Doctor Strange movie, Ryan. I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, it's multiverse. It's a multiverse one. Now, another um, thing, another thing, touch like moment that I liked a lot. I always Adam looks like a guy, like a like a drug dealer informant, (laughs) mafia informant on sixty minutes. His face is in shadow. He leans fully in dark. Oh, another thing I enjoyed was when um um why uh, yeah so it was a (laughs) you need to get a baseball cap. Why is this the trajectory of things? Um. I like that one part where they take at the beginning where they take Mark Wahlberg to the restaurant after they pick him up in the car. Right, it's wiping <laughs> You're like a living car. He goes to a diner. <laughs> yeah, go to a diner and uh, um, <laughs> trying to make a point, right? Um, uh, and and that's part where it like drifts. Uh, it's like Burt Reynolds talking, Julianne Moore sitting next to him, Mark Wahlberg and Heather Graham are on the other side of the booth. And while Burt Reynolds is talking, it drifts over to Julianne Moore, the camera, the, and yeah. like the hands on her. Yeah. And then it does the same thing on Mark Wahlberg's side to him. And it was a little disorienting. That was a really cool move. Is that something from that he took from something? Or is that a, an original? I noticed that he did it a few times in a few different scenes, too. Uh, lots of people have done that, I guess. It's just really? a pan. The, with the same use? Yeah, though. it was just like, a basic pan. The but same the use? Way, no, no, not with the same use. So here's the thing That's about Boogie Nights. This is Paul Thomas Anderson's genius, is that he steals things constantly, like Tarantino. But and this is common with a lot of first-time, second-time directors. You know, this is his second movie. He steals things, but then he disguises them, and he uses them in a new way. So he'll steal a trick, and then he'll do it in a new way. And that is how he's able to make a film that seems so original 
when really it's like pulling from all these other movies, you know? Um, I do that with stand up, and but I had to stop because I started kind of stealing some stuff from Cosby. The rapes, yeah, that was the, all the off off stage stuff. <laughs> so I had to, I had to find a new technique. <sighs> a new technique for rape? Is that what you're? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, it's tough. Quarantine, fuck my shit up. Anyways, go on. Um, because you were just like they would just like call it out and it ru- ruin it for you, or yeah, they go, oh, that that that, you are not gonna Cosby me. Well, the problem yeah, is no one wants you common, got me. <laughs> no one wants career advice or help or mentorship from Ryan. Nope, they right. don't. So I can't even. I can't even. I can't even get the first date. So Julianne Moore is really good in this movie. Um, one thing also, I like about her I character. Rape. I don't rape. I like her character because she's she suffers in silence and everyone seems to ignore it and no one else like she'll never talk about her her son and what she's going through or get a lawyer or talk like Jack. Can you help me with my kid? Like she just like she's very stoic. She she just does everything on her own and she just crashes and burns and she's like sobbing, crying out the courthouse kind of. But that's why she takes the motherly role. Yes, yes, yes. I mean, it's all like it's for her, it's subconscious, yeah. but through for us, it's as the audience, it's very clear. Yeah. She yeah, Dirk sure. is her new baby boy, and she loves him, and she's the first one to give him cocaine and ruin his life. What was Roller Girls? Because I feel the same so way about her. Mom. She was kind of suffering silently, and nobody asked about Roller Girl. Like nobody well, like, was like, "Hey, you okay? What's her, going on? Went, Where the fuck you walked out of school and now you're here?" Well, and she like, talks to Julian Moore. They have a little At heart, the heart when they have the when they have the mother. Yeah. Well, they're just doing coke. They're I'm going rails s- together. I'm going to say mom. And you say, yeah, I'm your mom. Yeah. So she needs a mom. So this is another thing is like, this is kind of like repo man. And that is like, there's basically two times of job movies. It's one, you enter in a family like this one, you get like all the coworkers and everyone like bands together and supports one another um dc cab is like that but of course that takes place in washington dc and not um LA. la oh no sure but then the other type of job movie is like american gigolo or nightcrawler which is you know the lone wolf the guy on his own the guy who's paranoid it's like a more paranoid kind of experience um yeah you know so Office space is kind of in between. It's like he's paranoid and he's got all the people, but does he really fit? No, not really. Right. He's just chill, bro. What um what drug were they doing? It was meth, right? They're doing coke and meth by the end of the movie, but they don't really talk about like when he was addicted to meth. Well, he says it's crystal once. At one time, he's like, That's crystal, don't do a big line or something. Yeah. And that's when he quits. That's when he gets fired or whatever. Yeah, he can no longer out. get a heart. He can no longer get a heart on, and he's fired. And he gets in a fight with Jack Horner. Uh, one thing they that is in a deleted scene is that guy, that new guy Johnny Doe, that like lame. Yeah, new guy. <laughs> yeah, he, does. he died. He dies, and that's does how. I forget. Uh, also, I think Dirk's parents died in a deleted scene. And I think. Um, oh, it's good that they just never mentioned it. Yeah. And then there's a scene of like. Where he rescues Becky Barnett. So her new husband starts beating the shit out of her. 
and uh he's like and dirk tries to rescue Jerome? her and, or whatever yeah. his name was yes and dirk tries to rescue her and he's like there's a scene where he was gonna the top gun like highway to the danger zone was playing on his car stereo and he's like smoking his cigarette and he's like lighting his cigarette like three or four times and he just crashes his car and just can't and that's why and his that car is broken fucking amazing. yeah and he's on that it. scene sounds amazing it's Wait, on that's why YouTube. his corvette is broken Holy it's not that shit. good of a scene honestly oh. it's kind of bad but like it's such I a good idea sh- yeah kind of but uh, you can't have those two you can't have him beating her up because he was like the normal guy that came in to the scene he's like yeah i'm a regional manager at a fucking radio shack or whatever uh, yeah, yeah, Pet yeah boys so he had to be the normal person that was gonna be like everyone at the when we saw him you're like oh this guy's lame all these people are doing drugs and having sex and filming it and partying and doing these guys are cool they're living life who's this lame ass guy at this party hitting on one of the porn stars and then it makes sense that they get up they end up getting married and have like a stable life because he's got an actual boring ass career pt anderson wanted to make the movie three hours and nc 17 that was his original grand ambition Oh, so he's gonna actually show sex no but he was just gonna be like nc 17 isn't necessarily porn it's just like a lot more sex but um no porn is rated x xxx what's the difference between that that's not that's not true What's X and X, what's XXX? Well, XXX is fake, is a fake rating. It's not, doesn't exist uh, by the MPAA. No, but so. if you see it, if you see it on a giant jug, it's full of um, cartoon liquor that you can drink. So, dude, we should do a month of X rated movies. No. Like Bad Boys. Let me alone. We do that, then we got to do a month of Hallmark movies like I've been trying to. Yeah. yeah. The X rated version of Bad Boys where Will Smith fucks Martin Lawrence. Mm-hmm. No, we're tight. the bad boys, I'm saying. Or the X-rated Keep version of Bad Martin Boys. Out your mouth. <laughs> the, um, it's called Brown, Brown Streak, but it's not like a racial thing. It's about like poop <laughs> Instead of Blue Streak. Wow. <laughs> so Ricky J is another character. That, you have to put that on the title in, in uh, parentheses. It's not a racial thing. It's because of Poop Streaks. Brown Streak. <laughs> it's just Will Smith and martin lawrence on going back to back on the cover what about luke wilson now um <laughs> we got to talk about ricky jay so ricky jay's so funny in this fucking movie he's a real life <laughs> magician and he's cool john c Riley wants to be a magician which one but, uh, was, which one was ricky he's the guy's like hey um i'm just a guy trying to f- talk about the look of the picture he's the lighting guy that the camera what, guy right? oh yeah the, be- the bearded the camera guy, guy yeah. and, real uh, life real life has shadows was the director's so, response. Hey, there's think a, about this. There's a Paul massive Thomas David Anderson. Mamet. Be quiet. There's a massive David Mamet influence on this movie. So William H. Macy is in Homicide. The other guy on the porn crew with the white mustache, he's in the movie Homicide. Ricky Jay's, of course, in House of Games and a bunch of like David Mamet movies. Um, there's just a lot of David Mamet influence on this. Um, Paul Thomas Anderson says he was disappointed when Fargo came out because he wanted to make William H. Macy a star. But hey, you missed Fargo a chance, did that? buddy. Fargo did it. Did that come before? Yes. And then when did Mystery Men come out? Because that's when I really got attached to William That's H. like 98, 99. He plays the shoveler. Hey, <laughs> think about you when... Know, uh... he, you know, he was supposed to be my... Um, um, 
When's your movie coming out? Your co-star. When's your movie coming out? He was supposed to be the homeless guy that I like, and that is like my father figure. And the only reason he, well, he he said no. He's William H Macy. He was like, I'll do it if you wait until COVID is done, like until all of this is done, because it's like a low budget movie, right? And uh, they were like, well, we're not gonna wait. They're like, we're he not said, gonna I'm going to wait like, until after fucking my idiots. Wait for William H. Macy. I could have yeah, been in a movie. Christ. I could have been in the only one and only movie I'm ever going to do with William no. H. Macy. He yes. said, wait until no. my wife is out of jail. Oh, that's what he said. Yeah. COVID jail. Yeah, I think his best role was in the child admission scandal. You know what I'm saying, guys? No, I have no idea. <laughs> I don't actually know what you're talking about. Good thing to say. I would love it yeah. if Adam was into Cookie Nights as the guy who wants to be in porn, but just you know, the Bucky Larson just can't do it. Bucky Larson should be in Boogie Nights. He's though. the Adam of porn. He's the um, Adam of porn. Bucky Larson? No, you. Gooseman. What was Gooseman? What was his name? Oh, uh, yes. I'm so happy. What was his role in the porn? His oh my car- God. He kept Gooseman. trying to get it. He kept trying to to let him be into the porn in the porn like every time it would cut to him at a party it'd like pan across the party and he's like talking to heather graham or whatever yeah Yeah, yeah. he was talking to her and every time you just hear like a little bit of the conversation he's like and i'm just saying like i'm the latin lover i could be in it so yeah yeah talk to him talk to him see if you can get me in one of these and then it's like four years later and he's still at the party it's like in the 80s now and he's like yeah i mean i'm I'm so like the there's Latino a deleted scene where he the deleted scene of him making his he gets a porn role. Eventually. He gets a debut <laughs> and there's a scene of him in a bedroom and he's so nervous and he's so scared and he's like, I don't know if oh, I can man. do this. And Heather Graham's like, no, it's OK. You'll be OK. You'll be fine. But yeah, they that, should have kept that in. That would have been a that could have been a 30 second yeah, little. I'd appreciate that kind of stuff. What's bro- here's another Explosion. brilliant stolen thing in this movie. That character is basically completely stolen from the character he played in Carlito's Way. Paul Thomas Anderson just took the character from Carlito's Way and put him in Boogie Well, Nights. isn't also that kind of right. Guzman? That's, he's always kind of that character, though. After this, but he kind of... It's he's just very... Always, fun. Punch Drunk Love, he's that character. Uh, no, he's different. So, uh, Paul Thomas Anderson also did that in Hard Eight. The character in Hard Eight, played by Philip Baker Hall, Sydney, is literally the character of that he played in Midnight Run, just picked up and dropped in to Hard Eight. So he'll just take a character cool. from a movie and just be like, and write fan fiction. So you could I say like the Fantastic not? Beasts series, Hard Eight uh-huh. and Boogie Nights the are Secrets fan- of Dumbledore. Well, that's a spinoff. That's not a yeah. That's a prequel. that's not a fan fiction. Secrets of Dumbledore. It's it's written by J.K. It's Rowling. Prequel. It's like taking Dumbledore and putting him in. She's like taking her own character. Oh, it'd be like if you made a movie. Then... <laughs> be like if you made a movie about a cop and it's sure Dumbledore it's like Dumbledore as a cop. Oh, okay. like oh yeah, that, that cop's cool. He's a wizard. Could you imagine? Though? Oh, that'd be cool. I guess that would be bright. The and then it just bright, immediately... I, actually Max Landis's oh, no, bright. No. I believe began as fan fiction for another series. What, what movie? I'm not sure Harry Potter. I never saw Bright. Um, so, hey, but so, tight. but Carlito's way is he the same character? You're saying it's supposed to be the same character. He's the same or character. The same person. It's like, or like literally same, like, written in. Well, he dies. I think character. he dies in Carlito's way. But this is gotcha, his... gotcha. Oh, I'm glad they didn't kill Johnny Doe. You said they had a alternate. They can't kill these people off. 
Why not? That would have been lame. Well, because Johnny Doe represents the cycle continuing and like it just keep going, going and going. There's always going to be a, a, a new stud and a new thing. And if they kill him off, that's lame. It's like the wire. And that's also a not just a, a porn thing. That's an actual movie thing. That, like if that's, there's an actor, that's a life. That's literally a life thing, too. Oh, like, shit. You're a blowing lot my of things. Ryan, you're blowing my mind. Life, bro. It's an endless cycle. Mother Gaia. You hear what that's, I'm saying? Yeah. And that's why I'm vegan. For real? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what, do, what do you think I just said? What did you hear? I, just, <laughs> I, I definitely heard Mother Gaia. Are you, you listening? Think I, <laughs> you do you think, think I, before you say did anything? You, did you think I gave an actual point oh, there? I, I just said a series of random words. Well, you are vegan. Related vegan. to uh, hippieism. He is vegan. For real? War, genocide, patriarchy. And that's why I'm Lutheran. <laughs> okay, so another great character in this movie we're going to talk about is the guy who picks up Dirk Diggler and watches him jack off. Who's clearly into it. The surfer punk. He's like... From Can Harley Way. I just want to watch... <laughs> Maybe I'll join later. Yeah. yeah. Um, he goes 20. Oh, and he goes, God. I only got a 10 on me. I got a 10 on me. That was painful. Cheap. And then he goes, the, the most painful part was Dirk is like trying to, he's being sheepish. And he's like, do you know who, you know I, who am? I am? Yeah. And he's like, yeah, what? Awesome. no. He's like, what? No. And he's like, I'm, I'm Dirk. I'm Dirk Diggler. He goes, cool. Okay, cool. What? Can I watch you jerk off? Yeah. Sad. Dude, that honestly got kind of like. Scene. That's why he's been the victim the whole time, man. He's a, not a victim. He's doing it to himself. He's a victim of the system. His mom did it to him. That kicking him out of the house created this monster. The all real he needed was, the all he needed was parents. All he needed was parents. Where in half of the movie, one of his parents was just fucking crying in a shed. Well, his <laughs> <laughs> his mom was at an Easter dinner yelling at the kid. Let me ask you guys a question. Now, if I called you and was in jail and you visited me and I told you what happened, <laughs> I'd laugh that, you know, this girl was doing coke. She's out of control. She's snorting and she OD'd. I mean, I'd, fine. I'd, I'd, the cops come and then they find it's my fucking weakness. I don't touch him. I tell you, now, I don't touch him. I don't touch him. Do you think he touched him? Are you my friend? I'm going to say, are you my friend? No, Tell me no, you're no. my friend. You would never Tell me that. you're my friend. William, if that happened to any one of us, we're all done. We've got like 70 episodes. Okay. Of us well, joking about it's going to happen to William out on the internet. If anything bad happens to any of us in this any could way, be used. this is, this is either going to be the reason or it's going to be a, that's subway. Jared talking to the executives of subway. Yeah. <laughs> Although he's, on tape this- he's not he can't say he didn't touch him because <laughs> he's on tape trying to buy one from a woman oh yeah trying to rent one but uh trying to rent one hilarious scene i love the ending of the movie when they they cut back to the colonel he's just getting beat by his big black oh, cellmate sit down he's like sit down no sit that guy down. wasn't black <laughs> he was like he was brown. i think the guy was black i thought he was, I black. was like mexican or he something was no he wasn't um, white but yeah he's slapping him and the guy's crying and stuff that part's awesome. Hilarious. Unfortunately, did. Robert Ridgely died before the movie came out. I don't know if he actually oh, saw so the good. final version. He died this in that scene? 
playing a guy who goes to jail for child porn and then dying immediately. And you don't after even that. get to see if it if you like did it good. So he's it's a, a voice actor. Out. His father, the director's father, and him were friends. So he kind of grew up around that guy. And he said when he was a kid that that guy would come over and just say like dirty nursery rhymes and like would be like really filthy and vulgar. And um, Jesus, they were just him and his father were just like doing like voiceover, like readings of commercials and promos and all this shit. And they were just like living it up Valley style. So you want to talk about rich kids? P.T. Anderson is the ultimate rich kid director. Well, I that's probably a fair bet on any director, any producer, any actor, any anybody in famous movies that we're talking about or watching. It's a good bet that they're the child of a successful parent in the same field. No, like voice acting. The same. No, just acting in general, just rich kids. Yeah, you, how do you get into voice acting? You don't go to school for voice. You don't like you have to already know somebody or have well some it's sort not of so much it's i'll say this enough money in a trust fund to do whatever the freak what you really helps is life. that he just grew up in la rich so he yeah. had access to all the movies and but you know paul thomas anderson actually made some really big sacrifices on his career um when he and he enrolled at nyu film school and Are on the first pinky day, off or something the teacher said you know if you want to make terminator 2 this isn't the class for you. You might as well just leave. And he was oh, like, well, this, is this guy, okay. He too. That's a pretty awesome movie. Um, I don't think this guy really knows what the fuck he's talking about. So he left film school and he, yeah, his tuition money, he got it back. He um, spent it on his first short film, coffee and cigarettes, which how do you get it YouTube. back? I love coffee and cigarettes. There is a he did um, coffee and cigarettes. I need to watch all this guys. I didn't know he did this movie. You're blowing my mind. Well, not the Jim oh, Jarmusch coffee, not the yeah. Jim Jarmusch coffee and cigarettes, not oh. the black and white Wu Tang one. He did it, yeah, yeah, a different one with the guy from RoboCop. Well, still, I I need to watch that. Hey, I love a good coffee. I love a good cigarette. I don't like either. I'm Is that a good Adderall. combo together? I'm an Adderall. Like I'm an Adderall and a and a joint kind of guy. Mm. I'm a five hour should- energy and a. Uh, I like to, I like that to should, get that should be a guy, you know that should saying? be a kind of diner. I like an you, oat milk right? latte, and then I chase a dragon. Dude, you know what I like? First thing in the morning, I get a dirty bowl. I get a nice box of cocoa puffs. Mm-hmm. I get some milk. Yes, I get. Ad- I get Adam's favorite spoon. <laughs> hey, hey! I get five hands of off my, my spoon. I get but... five of my closest Japanese friends. Middle-aged Japanese men friends. <laughs> Those are your. So what yeah, did we learn? What's the message friends. of the movie? What What's the point? What are we trying to tell? Um, confidence about, is key. It's all about family. Work hard, and all your dreams will come true. Family's all. Fa- every movie's about family. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's not. Well, that's all. Of every movie comes back to how somebody was raised. American Gigolo. Yep, he didn't have <laughs> a family. family. Where's his family at? Well, Look at the trouble he got in. Ryan, you just love families, I think. It's Easter Sunday. I'm thinking about family. I've ignored hey. two calls from my niece to do this podcast right now. You know what? Adam's that... in a shed. <laughs> no, we don't I'm give a, a shit about it. Adam's in a shed. Well, an East, a family Easter egg hunt's going on outside. <laughs> Kids trying William, to get it. I'm like, William's family's um, dead because of heroin. 
Is that is my that dad? Right? My dad died because, because of heroin. heroin. Yes. Did he OD'd? Yeah, right. Well, he got he, to go he, out. Well, you would love this story. He destroyed his liver so oh, badly no. that he died of cancer. Actually, he didn't even die of liver cancer, which is what or psoriasis, but he was on his sucks. way. That sucks. Damn, that's but, gonna, um, what are you guys gonna? So my funeral is oh. gonna hit you pretty hard. No. When I die, the exact same thing. <laughs> we have a lot of texts and stuff of you saying that you'll. I you'll can't be die. dead soon and stuff. <laughs> I can't die. See, oh, yeah, Adam is the one. The I'll be the one that the dies pr- first. Adam will die first from suicide, and it's just going to be the <laughs> in the shed. Oh, from gigantism! I will not die. And his wife shed. will be reburied by the time the funeral occurs. Oh my god! Which is one not to the, say that the they, it, I'm not saying like five days, but I'm just saying like we're just going to Adam is just going to disappear like in the ocean. So they'll just be like, we'll just have the funeral when the weather's better, and then then they forget his, his ex-wife or his wife will. Uh, have a new man maybe wait yeah if you die while you're still married she'll always be your wife you that's can, how you get you can never you can never file for she can never file for divorce that's how you go that's why if you're gonna get divorced better off just killing yourself and oh you'll always God. have a wife <laughs> you always have- <laughs> i don't think that works <laughs> rather that's be divorced I would love That's to be divorced. Every guy. You're not even married. Well, I know. I'd rather be divorced than married. <laughs> you know, it'd be dope if, if I got, if I divorced some rich person and they gave me a bunch of their money. Would I would just ride around if, on a motorcycle and wear a leather up. jacket, like Jim Belushi and the principal and be like, yeah, I'm divorced. <laughs> yeah. No, no, you would not. You would just start producing adult films and then get arrested for child pornography. That's what you would do with that. No, I think you would the colonel. That. It's kind of like if you're not divorced and you ride around on a hog, like j- dressed like Jim Belushi, that's kind of like stealing valor kind of for being divorced. <laughs> yeah. I know. I can't pull off the look until I get divorced. Now, yeah. what's everybody's ratings? What are we giving this movie? You know, oh, this is another five. This, this is a five star a, unless five you're Adam. Movie. No, no, no. I'll give it five stars. It's great. But it's but uh, has you pacing know, issues. The pacing. pacing issue. So I remember hard to the not first. Bring up. And you're, Adam's right about the pacing issue because I had the same thing. So I watched the first 10 minutes, paused it. I went on vacation with my family, came back <laughs> seven days later and I picked it up about nine minutes in. So I backed up about a minute and then I, I got maybe 30 minutes in after that. And then, oh, my God, my cousin was getting married. So I had to go back to Iowa, <laughs> go to the wedding three days, not a long trip, came back. I'm what, 40 minutes into the movie now. Uh, Adam is so, so happy. He has go. his hands behind his head and he's leaning back and he's smiling. And it's like he's getting his dick sucked by Ryan's too. Like, <laughs> Ryan's joke inspired by him. He's just like he's dying of pleasure. Like he's even now he's laughing even more. I was and just stretching. I did do I was doing that. It did look like that. He looks like Johnny Wad with a gun. Um I was just really, yeah, I was like oh, luxuriously relishing in that joke. Right. Let's see how much trivia we can fit in the next 10 minutes. So we got Burt Reynolds hated the movie. He was mistreated really? on set. He hadn't made this is so cop and a half was his last theatrically released movie. Then for like five oh, yeah. years, he was just making garbage and TV. 
And this movie was like his comeback. It's like very much in the Pulp Fiction kind of style of like, hey, you know, 70s cool comeback, John Travolta. When was Burt this movie made? Sorry, real quick. 96, 90, 96 came out in 97. So Burt Reynolds didn't like this movie because they didn't treat him like the ultimate movie star anymore because he wasn't. And that was something really hard for him to grapple with. He didn't like kind the, of ironic because that's the whole point of Dirk Diggler's character. Yeah, but he gives a really good performance. I mean, he's really good in it. Yeah, yeah. Doesn't he like win an Oscar or something? Like that? He's nominated, but he didn't win. There, there was definitely, unfortunately. That's interesting that you say that because there was a couple scenes where I was like, it doesn't, it it works, but it doesn't seem like he wants to be there. And I think that might be when we were talking about his character being a director and not being a good director. Maybe that had yeah. something to do with it. You know, maybe he was just being like, like, all right, well, if you're going to treat me like shit, then I'm just going to sit here on set. Burt Reynolds. So maybe that's what led into the character a little or leaked into the character a little bit. And we also talked about how I think he just didn't enjoy the the shoot. He didn't like the director and they got in a they almost got in a fist fight. Wow. So it literally <laughs> was like Dirk. Yeah. And him. And he's got to do that. Why is Bert got to do that? We Bert can do whatever he goddamn pleases, Adam. Two men and a baby. Well, he had what been coddled for decades. He had been, yeah, he was, yeah. he was oh, the he biggest was movie an star, and he just wasn't used to like, hey, I gotta At make an bar, independent we got, film. We got that big, sexy Burt Reynolds picture where he's naked, laying on his side, covering his junk. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. the Playgirl. He 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 oh did that God. by the way, thinking Woo. that Playgirl was read by women, or play. Yeah, Playgirl. <laughs> it's right. Did you hear that? That's what he. That's why he did that. And he was like, he was like, "What the fuck? It's all men." Who he's there? getting. He's always getting tricked doing things, and then he's getting mad afterwards. It's just like, Bert, you're fucking stupid. Like, he should be less of a Burt Reynolds is. and more. He of literally an Ert. is Dirk Diggler. He's literally a fucking idiot. I mean, well, you he's awesome. Your... I love him, but like, come on, dude, you're taking jobs, and then you're like, I should never have done that job. They're like, but you're famous, <laughs> and you have a comeback, and you're like, I hated it. <laughs> I was gonna say a really funny thing, by the way, but you guys cut me off. Say it now. Cares? You weren't gonna say anything funny. Yes, I was. Look at him. Would have been the funniest thing I... of the episode. What were you gonna say? Here it comes. Bomb away. Go. Well, I, I'm. You know, the moments, uh, the mad, the momentum, and the vibe is. Ryan, 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 Ryan. Did you drill? Let Adam talk. Sweet. I know. Jeez. So many things I say. So many great jokes I make. Or I could make on this. I, I can make such a off. good joke, but I can't deliver it. You're, no, oh, I can deliver is, it. But your I, lighting in your shed is better too, by the way. A bad, you right. another brief hole? You're a bad comedian. Go on. No, I'm not given a chance to shine. You're like my, you guys are All right. both like Dirk's. Go. Five bucks. Go. Five bucks. Let me see it. Let me see it. Five bucks. Let me see All right. it. Yeah. Here's the joke. Let me see your one special thing. Here it comes. He's already laughing. He has his lips curled. Oh, I was thinking He's about Ryan, my, Ryan was saying, asking to see my balls. Um, he should be less of a Burt Reynolds and more of an Ernie Reynolds. The hell are you Who talking the fuck about? Fuck is Ernie Reynolds? Bert. Who is? Bert's the mad guy and Ernie's the happy guy. And they're both gay too, so it kind of works out Ernie after Reynolds. that. After that. Yeah. yeah, okay, Adam. Yeah, okay. Should have said I'm he should have been Reynolds. less of a Bert and more of an Ernie. 
It's gonna be the Adderall and now the that why'd you oxy. say Burt Reynolds, Ernie Reynolds? Uh, so confusing. I guess because I guess. Bert and Ernie can't even do a joke. Uh, you could say he should be le- listen less to, of and a, he's and then he's laughing at my tag. He's laughing at my Bert and my fix, and then he's like, oh, I'm laughing and it hurts the pain, the shame. Oh, what was your fix? Uh, what was your tag? He should be less of a Bert and more Bert, of an Ernie. Ernie, yeah, yeah, less of a Bert, more of an Ernie. Yeah, I shouldn't have said Ernie. Why do you add? So. Why do you add like seven syllables? Ernie Reynolds. Ernie, that does sound cool though. Now that like, I am. Ernie has like Picture a mustache. No, he's hairless. He's no, hairless. He has no. Alopecia. Ernie Reynolds Ernie, is Ernie is, Reynolds. It's Burt Reynolds, but with a black mustache, right? No, no, no. Oh, oh yeah. I'm sorry, Ernie. Because Bert's a hairy guy, right? Isn't he? Bert has the big unibrow. No, they both have unibrows. Guy. Ernie's red. Ernie's orange. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? Anyway, Wait. so that was the show. Happy Easter, everybody! Um, you have a big red nose. Yeah, that, we yeah. only we only that was only one trivia. You I said, should go. I should how actually much trivia. We got we got like five minutes. Left. You got to go out on top. I buddy, I know, but I think I will get all right more, later. Adam, more. okay, see. You. All right, you got more trivia though. Hat, bye, Adam. Peace. Bye. More trivia about Boogie Nights. Hmm. Can you just? I stop got a couple his... minutes left in me. Let me think. Let me think. Um, I thought you just you were just about to rattle some off. I thought you had a list of them in front of you. Doc Ock. I mean, he he does a he does a little British accent at the end. He breaks his accent. Mark Wahlberg breaks his into his Boston oh, he, accent. Like, he like, does like every other scene. Oh, I had a funny. But that's idea. just Mark Wahlberg, though. I had a funny joke. Like I was thinking about like. Mark Wahlberg, of course, regrets making this movie. And um, he said, like, he loves the movie, but he just, like, regrets being in it. And everybody assumes, like, well, it's because he's, like, doing porn and this yeah. and that. But it's I, too vulgar. I, my theory is that the director said that when he hired, he originally wanted Leonardo DiCaprio, and DiCaprio was like, I'm going to do Titanic instead. So good choice. Mm. And then, um, Burt Reynolds, yeah. uh, Mark Wahlberg was like, was his second choice, and he loved him in Basketball Diaries, and was like, "I want you to be in the movie, but do you think you like lose some muscle to like look younger?" So my theory is that Mark Wahlberg doesn't oh. like the movie because he doesn't have giant. He muscles. had to he had to lose weight. That's a hundred percent what it is. I know you're doing a joke, but that's a hundred percent. His arms are are small. Like I mean, he's they're not still, like that small. He's supposed but he, to be a seventeen year old, though. It's the smallest you'll ever see Mark Wahlberg. That's a hundred. And it's, and he's, it's one of the most naked he's been outside of Marky Mark. And, um, wow, that, no, I know you're doing a joke, but that's actually probably what it is. <laughs> um, what else can we say? I mean, look, this movie's amazing. If you haven't seen it, you got to watch it. If you've seen it. Well, yeah. it's up. Um, uh, hold up. Go on HBO max. Yeah, HBO. That's where I watched it. Believe it or not, I'm thinking next week for our final LA mo- job movie, um, probably Barton Fink. I've I, never I, even heard of that. I know you've never seen it. There's definitely no way you've heard of it. So, I know you haven't. I assumed you hadn't heard of it. Barton so. Fink. Barton Fink. It's a movie about a screenwriter from New York, a playwright who comes to LA to write a little film. It's directed okay. by the Coen Brothers. It's really good. That sounds like uh, the uh, ser- TV series 
a brand new cherry flavor. Have you seen that? It's like six limited, six episodes. Sounds awesome. It's pretty, it's pretty cool. Pretty fantastical. Is this real? Or are you doing a bit? No, it's real. It's good, but it's about. Is this anime? Of, it's trippy, dude. No, it's trippy. Oh, it's um, Rosa Salazar. Yeah, it's so, great. It's good. She's it's in so we, much dude. Shit. You you would love it. There's like a viral scene going around, a sex scene going around from that online. The last oh, yeah, I heard. Months. I heard about the sex scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I watched it with my dad when I was in quarantine, and it got to that point. The lead up to that, you have no idea. Like. It might it might ruin it because you know about the sex scene, but we watched it the day it came out, not knowing what we were watching. Woo! It was bizarre. Hey Ryan, I it was great. It was crazy too some... when I leaned over and kissed my dad on the lips during it. I have some good news for you, Ryan. What's happening? I believe the Batman is out on Today, HBO right? Max. Seen it twice in one day. Uh, Remember that? Oh, it's not out yet, but I have. Uh, I found a link online. Um, it's like tomorrow or something. Yeah, you saw this movie twice in one day. That's pretty tight. Good for Kinda, you. I got. Well, I woke up, um, got drunk, and did radio. Well, I was already <laughs> drunk. I woke up drunk after like, I think I got home at like four a.m. Did radio at like eight a.m. and then got out of radio by like ten. <laughs> and then, uh, and I was like, yeah, I'm gonna go see the Batman. So I went and saw it. Got out of the Batman seventeen hours later, and. A friend was like, yo, you want to go see the Batman? A couple of us are going. And I was like, yeah, I can keep drinking. So I went to the Batman twice in one day. So it wasn't because the movie was that great. It was friendship. It's also great. Well, that's the end of the episode. We did it. I got to piss so bad. Later. So do I. All right, guys. Bye. You got the touch. You got the power. 